You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. So today, as we promised, we are starting off the month with movie sequels. It is um, some sequel madness this month, but we thought we would be remiss to do a month like this without going over some of our favorite movie sequels, but ranking them as well. So these are some of the ones that we really love a lot, and maybe some that we don't that much, but we're going to be putting the best of the best, for the most part, head-to-head with one another on a tier list, similar to what we did with ranking 80s one-hit wonders. Now, these will be movies that pretty much everybody has seen or can recognize, at the very least. Unlike many of the movies we've been talking about recently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was was good to take a break, and we wanted to get another week or so before we could really pick a great sequel that we haven't watched together. Because, uh, to be honest, if we liked the first movie, we probably saw the second. And the problem is, is that... You have seen a lot of movies, and I have seen a lot of movies. So oh, yeah. finding a sequel in particular that neither of us have seen is challenging. So this was a great idea. I'm glad you suggested it. Well, cool. All right. So let's get right into it. Um, we're actually not recording this uh, uh, on video right now because we forgot to open Zoom. Okay. But um, I'll tell you, we're going to say what we got, and uh, then we're just going to walk you through it as we did last time. All right. So we have up first... Well, let's go over the categories. Okay. Okay. The categories, the best is an all-timer. The second is excellent. The third is great. The fourth is good. And then the last is decent. So, like I said... And, of course, to know me is to know I would like another category, which is terrible. Terrible. Um, Yeah, I think I know where some of of these are going (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> one or two for sure mm-hmm. um yeah but uh this is gonna, probably going to be pretty difficult because we love a lot of these movies we do so without further ado and i know you were impressed with that one that i that i added yeah i thought i thought that was good yeah. i thought that was good all right so um let's start off with star wars right okay star wars i'm i'm not familiar with that yeah is that new yeah okay that was a lie mm-hmm. um anyway uh so Let's start off with The Empire Strikes Back. We have some controversial opinions on this movie. We do. Um, I think... Chris Davis, get ready. <laughs> I think of, of the original trilogy, I think I like this one the least. Um, but it's still a very good movie by any means. And given my age and not having been able to see it in the theaters with the big reveal of Luke, I am your father... It Wait, probably what? <laughs> it probably lost its impact for me. But you actually got that spoiled. For I did you, get it spoiled. Right? Did yeah. that that did that impact your enjoyment probably. of the film? It probably did. But you know, I don't like surprises, so mm-hmm. I was kind of glad that that person, my art teacher or whoever it was, yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good movie. I mean, it's full of uh, good sequel things, and it expanded and improved in some aspects um, on its predecessor, A New Hope, in many ways, but. For some reason, I just feel like Hoth goes on way too long. Mm, mm-hmm. Some of Cloud City is interesting. Lando's a great introduction as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I was pretty dissatisfied with um, 
just sort of the flow of it. It seems like it's there's a lot of interesting parts, but it all doesn't... of Star Wars Nation is 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 reeling right now from what you just said. I know it's just such a unpopular opinion. I don't even hate the movie. I think it's I think it's a good movie, but I think as a sequel, A New Hope just I, I think it just overshadows it. Hmm. Well, um, I'm going to say that I think The Empire Strikes Back, as you know, is not my favorite of the three original films. However, what it manages to do is to expand not just the universe, but the characters so well that for me, The Empire Strikes Back belongs in the excellent category. All right. I think that's fair. Um, Cool. It is. I mean, you have to admit, this movie is far and away one of the most popular sequels of all time. It, it, yeah, and probably the sequel that sets the standard for being superior mm-hmm. to the original. Maybe that and The Godfather, but I've never seen The Godfather, so that's a whole other thing. Should we uh, set the rules as it's our opinion and taking cultural impact into account, or should it just be our opinion on what it is? Mm, that's a good one. I think maybe we should do both. Okay. Because, I mean, let's face it, ZZ Talk is all about our opinions, so maybe we can add that element of... Yeah, and I think we just did for the I think so too. Back. Yeah. All right. Next up is Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. So put it just put it in the all timer category. You know how I feel about this film. I can't help myself. I agree. I mean, this is the perfect way to end a trilogy. Closure. It's, imag- it's imaginative. It has great closure, and it's just simply one of the most entertaining films to ever be released. I mean, I love this movie. So do I. We've talked. One hundred percent. All right. Cool. So, Toy Story two. Oof. Now, this is tough between Toy Story 2 and 3 mm-hmm. because both of them are just amazing, Masterpieces. amazing films. Yes. And I'd say Toy Story 3 is probably the ultimate example of one of those sequels that was very, very late that was more than worth the wait. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like it definitely did what it set out to do yeah. and more. And a lot of people like it better than 2. I don't know who those people are because Toy Story 2 is... As close to a perfect film, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and once again, an improvement on its predecessor. I think. I think. I don't think this movie could get any better than it does. I agree. There's not one. It's an all timer. Yeah, Toy I've, Story Two is an all timer, and it spawned um, what was an incredibly lucrative franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, well, it. And I don't continue. think we're done yet. Well, we're not because Lightyear is coming out, right? That's true. Yeah. And uh, actually, this month, right? Yes, it is June. Cool. Today we're recording. It's June fourth. June 4th, yeah. yes, but uh, Toy Story 2 came out in the late 90s, is that correct? 98, 99? It was your first movie, Noah. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. So, 99? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. It must have been. Yeah. I thought Jimmy Neutron was my favorite. No, you had first your, movie. Your, your, I think you had a Toy Story 2 lunchbox or something, that snack box that you took with you to the theater. I mean, simply, simply incredible film. Right. Uh, regardless, let's go, uh, let's go into Toy Story 3, okay. since we just deliberated on 2. All right. I think this movie is... It's so close to being just as good as two, and I think that I think most people remember it for the emotional gut punch that you get in the at trash the compactor. At oh, the my end. oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I literally think I was crying watching these animated toys. You know, it, it's it's something where it, this one felt like the last movie, right? We kind of thought it would be, and it should have been. Well, I mean, Toy Story four came out nine years later. Mm-hmm. I actually never saw that one. I know you didn't, um, which is. I would like for you to see it. Well, I was in Los Angeles at the time. I want to see it, but I'm surprised I didn't because... It's a shame they don't have movies in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, well, Spider-Man 2 blocked my um, commute over to work, so mm. I'm uh, boycotting I'm boycotting um, the second Marvel Spider-Man film. I think that's Far From Home. Is that with Andrew Garfield? 
Uh, no, it's Tom Holland and I think Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jim that one. Hall. Okay, yeah. 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 Regardless. There's uh, so many I can't remember. We digress. Right. I think that Toy Story 2 is stronger, but this one just belongs in the all-timer category too. Because Ooh, do you think? I'd put it as excellent, but I could I could acquiesce. And, and, you know, for me, 3 was masterful. Much like the original Toy Story, the character of Sid mm-hmm. was a turnoff. The character of Lotso in Episode 3, or Toy yeah. Story 3, was a lot for me. I mean, I know that's dumb, because you need the antagonist. You get a plot twist. You, you need that, right? So I could go with with Alltimer. It, it's... But that says a lot about the Toy Story franchise to have two all-timers. I mean, a lot of people would say one, two, and three are just as on par with one another. So, I mean, this is a, this is a rare franchise, though. It you is. Know? It and is. I think this was probably the end of Pixar's best um, right here. I think... Oh, I don't know. I think Wally is, is probably... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, they had just an amazing run yeah. for that. They're still having a pretty good one. Yeah. Yes, but I think people get less excited for a Pixar you know movie why? as they they're, used to. They're more frequent. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cars 1, 2, 3. And if you want to know more about our feelings about Pixar films, go back and check out our Pixar episode from last summer with Luke. Yes. That was about a year ago. It was. All right, cool. So moving on, we are going straight into a Steven Spielberg-directed film. Mm-hmm. This is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Now, I find this movie wildly entertaining, but I can definitely understand why people have their reservations with it. It's a tonal shift completely. From the first film. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like what a bottle episode would be to a TV show in movie form. Mm. Because the um, Indiana Jones, uh, like the characters that he's with the entire movie, mm-hmm. they never show up again. Mm-hmm. And there's recurring yeah. characters in three that don't end up, um, or there's recurring characters in three, but two, it's kind of like standalone. It's kind of like a bad dream that he had, right? Yeah. I think this movie is very entertaining and the first time I saw anything from this film was on um, <laughs> TV. I, I remember was, I you saying this. 5 or 6 years old. Yeah. And I saw uh, that guy's heart get ripped uh-huh. out by the priest uh-huh. and I was just like, "What is this movie?" Yeah. I was just I was so freaked out yeah. by it, but you know, I came to find out that it was the Temple of Doom and I think this is a great movie. The opening is excellent and they're in Club Obi-Wan. Oh, no kidding. I did not know that. Yeah. So I just have to say that when Raiders came out, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that is, it was all the all the rage. I mean, people loved it. I remember my mom and dad coming here, um, my mom and pop-pop coming back and saying, this is, you know, just a throwback to the old, you know, sort of old style filmmaking. Right. And and I went and I thought, "Uh, okay, it was fine. Really? Oh, Raiders? That was your reaction to Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. People just loved that film. I think it's fine. I think it's better than fine, but I don't think it's amazing. Always the contrary, aren't you? I try. Anyway, <laughs> so, but then comes Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which yeah. you're correct, is a complete tonal shift, which was not well received. No, it wasn't. I loved it. It wasn't. I liked the tone. It wasn't terribly received, but I think most people can agree that this is their least favorite of the first of the, three. Yes. And it's, a lot of people think it's neck and neck with four because they just dislike it that much. Wow. I think that's being a little bit too harsh. Because well, it, keep in mind, too, what Star Wars was able to do mm-hmm. is what Raiders was unable to do, right? Improve upon the original. Yeah, to an, I mean, to an extent, I would say... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's true. But I would also say Raiders was an amazing sense of action and adventure. 
This one was also an amazing sense of action I loved and adventure. It. I thought it was great. Yeah, there were definitely horror vibes to it and some very dark themes yeah. that are very uncharacter- uncharacteristic of Steven Spielberg. And I believe he, I think he's spoken on this a few times mm-hmm. when people ask him about uh, this movie. But it's this movie is kind of a miracle that it even happened the way it did because of just how it turned out. And I like it a lot. It's definitely one of my favorite Indiana Jones movies, but... I think it overall, is definitely my favorite. Given the cultural impact of the first one, and weighed against what we believe, I would just say it's a great, great film. Yeah, yeah, a completely great film. agree. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on over and yeah, point it out yeah. to me. Cool. All right. So <laughs> these are these are really stacked here. I know it. Um, so the next one is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. I have watched this film so many times. And I've I think seen it once. This is like, in my opinion, this is like Jurassic Park. It's one of those ones that I can watch over and over and over again. And um, sorry about that. Uh, we big, have a we big have a, fan of cats. Big fan it. of pets. We have a pet coming to hang out. As long as they have fur. <laughs> yeah, you don't like uh, you don't like mice and uh, all Snakes. those. Yeah, true. Um, well, you actually probably saw a snake you were over in uh, Santa Fe. Yep. Yeah. Um, you have two cats, so one must be a sequel. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And one is better than the other, but I won't say. All right. Anyway, so... Uh, this one is always on the move. <laughs> the Last Crusade, I think, is like Jurassic Park. It's something I can watch over and over again. It really culminates into this amazing sort of sense of adventure that the other two captured, but makes it interesting the entire time. There's not one moment. There's so much variety mm-hmm. here. I mean, when it comes to car chases, when it comes to shootouts, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, something like going through trials and challenges and tribulations, um, or mixing different styles of adventure and everything together, I think it's just um, an amazing masterwork of a third movie that is very, very rare. And Sean Connery, as a new character being brought in as Indiana Jones' dad, that was a lot to sort of make the audience... Um, except, I yeah. would say. And he worked. He's very, very well known as uh, one of his later roles yeah. um, in this movie. And, I mean, he was he was great in it. I had the same reaction to this film as I did the first Raiders. Mm-hmm. It was well-received. People loved it. I thought it was fine. Fine to good. But I've only seen it one time, and that, to me, says something. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I... I I think we sort of disagree here, but I thought when we talked about this earlier, you were way more on the train of this movie. I feel like you really... really? I've only seen it once. I mean, I could not tell you anything about it other than it's Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. That's it. And, you know, the line, you chose poorly, the uh, and like the ending part of it? No. You don't remember that? No. Okay, you gotta watch it again. Okay, maybe I should. Okay, so uh, I think that we can put this in the great category. Okay, I would disagree, but I, you know, this is a team effort, so I'm going with it. Okay. All right, cool. And then up next is Revenge of the Sith. This one is so, it's, it's so unfair to have this one on the list because I remember the exact day that Revenge of the Sith came out, God, May 19th. 2005. I love. I still have your ticket stub, or you still have the. Ticket and by stub. the way, people are going to college th- uh, this fall. Uh-huh. Were born in 2005. Yes, tell me about it. Yeah, I mean you, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I remember waking up, and my mom had made us this 
little menu of uh, Star Wars themed breakfast items, and we I think we got like a Star Wars action figure yeah, each. She's a rock star. And then we went to Burger King mm-hmm. <laughs> right after school. I, have, I found that card. Did I tell you that? Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And um, we went to Burger King after school because they were doing Star Wars promotional mm-hmm. toys then. And then we went straight to the movie and it just blew my mind. What an amazing film. And I still remember being in the theater, watching it, and just being so such in disbelief that I was there because it was a PG-13 mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And you had to watch it I first. Had to go see it the night before. You had to go, just yeah. to make sure it was right. suitable for a seven-year-old. Right. Um, but yeah, we saw this three times in the theater. Okay. I remember we saw it. Once the day it came out, uh, I believe the next day or two days later, and then one time in August, we were going to go to a baseball game, but it rained. Mm. So you said, so you said, do you all want to see Revenge of the Sith again? And we're like, yes. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this is a classic example of a film that honestly, I think has gotten better over time. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, at the time, of course, people don't love the prequels. Or didn't love the prequels. This was the w- most well-received, though. Well, it, it is the finest of the prequels, no question. So. For a whole lot of reasons, mm-hmm. right? I mean, first of all, it's it sort of it bridges the gap between we we knew right what was going to happen. Yes, we just wanted to see how it happened. Yeah, I I think that definitely, and and we can all agree that Ewan McGregor is just. I mean, he was born to play Obi Wan Kenobi. Absolutely, hundred percent. Um, this this was just a great time in the theater, and so many quotable lines, so many quotable lines. And anybody who likes Star Wars really loves this film. Yeah. That I know, at least. Yeah. Um, I just I think I've said this to you before. Um, it being two thousand five, and now you know seventeen years later, right? Yeah. Um, the CGI, hmm? it it looks it looks like two thousand five. You think it looks dated? I do. I think General Grievous on Mustafar. Looks- Okay, maybe. Yeah, Grievous looks great. Grievous looks incredible yeah, for yeah. 2005. Oh Hello there. Well, just like in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Davy Jones, yeah. if you go back and watch a clip of him, uh-huh. that is unbelievable CGI for mm. 2006. Mm. I mean, that is peak. But General Grievous was entirely um, he was in, you know entirely computer generated. Yeah, and I will say Grievous looks great. Grievous is a great character anyway. I mean, this whole movie, just, you know, I don't know, Palpatine and Mace Windu and... So many, so many acrobatic lightsaber so fights. It's so entertaining, it's right? It's so great. Um, yeah, and, and I think that opening sequence is probably, in my opinion, the best opening sequence of any of the nine films. There's been more, I know, but I could agree with that. And this one also has a great, it. has a great trailer. It doesn't start with the drums too, uh-huh. and then they fly in uh-huh. through space. Yeah, we've said enough. It also it. has a great soundtrack. I mean, it does. Go, I mean, it's just phenomenal. We used to drive around just listening. Drag it to the old. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got four old timers here. We got to start being mean. Chris um, Davis, I hope you agree. <laughs> All right, cool. So in the old timer category, just a bit of a check in is Return of the Jedi, Toy Story two, Toy Story three, and Revenge of the Sith. And I would agree with three or four of those, but. Okay, we're going with this. And the excellent category is Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Save your tomatoes for the end. Uh, and then in the great category is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and The Last Crusade. Got it. Cool. All right, so up next is Superman 2. <sighs> I remember watching this back when we used to rent videos. Back when we had to go to the library and go pick them out. And I guess I was technically allowed to watch this because it was a PG movie. Mm-hmm. I remember our first PG movie was Flubber. 
and Ooh. with Robin Williams. I never Williams. saw that. Yeah. No, you did because you had to watch it with me to make sure it was appropriate. You sure your mom didn't watch it with you? No, you watched it. We went to Hollywood Video. Did I fall asleep? And I went to watch Flubber because every single movie that uh-huh. we rented had a Flubber preview. And so oh, I needed okay. to see it. So it worked. And you hated it. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. And you actually got it. Well, let's not forget that I, I grew up watching the original, which was old when I was a kid. There was an original Flubber movie? Yeah, Flubber is... Is a is a no. remake. Yes, it was not called Flubber, but it was about Flubber. It was Fred McMurray, who was a big Disney guy. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, oh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but this is an educational podcast. It is. Noah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so Superman two. I remember seeing this as a movie rental, and we had just watched the first one, mm-hmm. and the first one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I remember. Yes. Well, you know, when I was a kid, right. there's so it's much. It's also very 1978. There's so much that goes over your head, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a bird or a plane. Um, mm-hmm. I see what you did there. But this this movie, I think, is just an excellent sequel because of the what are their names besides Zod? Like the three aliens. Ursa and Non. Ursa, Non, and Zod, Zod. which, by the way, is. <laughs> the peak of what you would call aliens back in 1978. <laughs> Ursa, Nan, and Zod. Terrence Stamp as General Zod is one of the classic villains for the ages. He I was mean. also excellent as uh, Clark Kent's father and um, Smallville, playing his voice in the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was cool. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I remember the first thing that really popped out to me in this movie is when they're on the moon mm-hmm. and uh, the astronaut comes up to him and it's like hey like you don't have a helmet on and everything and uh zod looks at his patch his american patch and just rips it off and then you know flips it over and puts it back on and then you know obviously the guy suffocates mm-hmm. to death and seeing that at six years i old remember you saying this too yeah is pretty crazy yeah it's pretty crazy there's some quotable first of all superman 2 was made at the same time superman 1 was made so, really? They yes. did that back uh-huh. then? Yep. And, it's like Avatar. Uh, anyway, so many quotable lines in this. Like, so, this is Planet Houston. <laughs> or, I win. I always win. Yeah. Or, when the president bows down to him and he says, oh, God. And Zod says, Zod. Yeah. I mean, pretty pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I love this film. You know, I'm not a big fan of the, wait for it. Mm-hmm. Movie trope. You're welcome, <laughs> Noah. I haven't said it yet. I know, but you're welcome. I'm doing it for you. Right. Where the the superhero loses their power for a time, and it happens in Superman too. Yeah. But that whole scene with Niagara Falls and how oh, yeah. Lois finds out because I'm really all about the the love interest finding out the secret identity. I'm all about that in movies because I think you need to share your secret with at least one person because then it just leads to no communication Jeopardy. and then it's. Just, just tell them. You know? Right. Exactly. Um, so, anyway. Anyway, love this film. Superman 2, great film. This was certainly one of the entries that I added to this mix. I will say, if I probably... If, if I watched it over again, it would probably have seemed a lot more dated. Probably doesn't hold up as well. A lot right. more. So right. sometimes things are best left to memory. What, 42 years ago? Oh, yeah. And because of that, and I've only seen it once when... I mean, <laughs> nearly 20 years ago. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to put it in the... I would say... I would put it in the great category. I know you want to put it in the good category. I think it deserves a. I think it deserves good because I think it was better Maybe than it the first be good. one. Good, a combination of great and good. I think it was better than Superman one, probably. But given what we 
know of it and how long it's been since we've seen it. It's a good sequel, for mm-hmm. sure. It's better than the original, but I think it probably belongs there. All right. All right. Um, Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. You're so welcome. We saw this out of order. I watched Doctor Sleep um, with Grace in 2019, I believe it was October, and we really, really thought it was good. It was a long movie, but we liked it a whole lot. And I'd read the book probably five or six years prior, because um, I think I got it for like my 18th birthday or something like that. Anyway, the book is good, but I don't remember much of it because I never read The Shining. You are, you are not... 18, five or six years before 2019. I'm just doing the math here. Sorry. Come on. You okay. know, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of... Uh, approximating. Approximating. But you're rounding up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, it was about four years. Okay. Anyway, so uh, that aside, I read the book and it didn't really have that much significance to me because I hadn't watched The Shining, the original first, and I hadn't read The Shining before. And luckily, I managed to avoid most spoilers for that, I felt like. But... Um, I love Stephen King as an author, and I like his movies uh, a decent bit. He has some bad ones and some really great ones, like uh, Misery, for example. But then he also has a movie like Thinner, which isn't very good. Mm. But this adaptation is... It had a lot of expectations on its shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think everybody knew that this was the sequel to The Shining. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't directly... Didn't say The Shining 2 or say Dr. Sleep. It didn't directly market itself that right. way. Right. Um, well, yeah. But I remember watching it again with my roommate, and I liked it just as much. Mm-hmm. And then you finally saw it. I did, because, you know, as you said, we watched The Shining for the pod, and I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked that film. I think it's yeah. a good film. Um, and then I watched this, and because I liked The Shining, uh, and I knew it was long, mm-hmm. I had some pretty low expectations. But, I don't know, you know, it, it's a really good film. It's Ewan McGregor. It's yeah. Isn't Rebecca Ferguson in it too? She is. And she's amazing. So, I mean, you put the combination. It's very different from The Shining, mm-hmm. but it does, has a nice uh, incorporation to The Shining, if that makes sense. I'd say you so. Know. You can definitely tell it's connected, but it doesn't just say, yeah. hey, we're the it's sequel like to the Return movie you love. Overlook Hotel or something like that. Right. And I, I suppose. And no cheesy hedge mazes. Right. That was, that was the worst part of The it Shining. Was. It was. It um, was. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it did a great service to the movie mm-hmm. by being its own thing and then going to the Overlook Hotel and sort of getting some of that stuff mm-hmm. again. But I was surprised to see how much it stood on its own. It was also directed by the guy who did Midnight Mass, Mike Flanagan. <sighs> yeah. So, one of the all-time Netflix shows ever. So good. Go back and listen to that episode too. Yeah. Although you probably have multiple times. <laughs> it's loyal fans. That's right. Um, I would say Doctor Sleep is a great sequel. I would say it's great. Because, yeah. um, you know, The Shining is a classic. Was that on your list before I sent it to you? Uh, no, it was not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it got the love it needed to. I think no. it was a box office flop. Yeah. Um, but given that we saw The Shining and we thought it was really good mm-hmm. and the majority of people... Who, I mean, non horror movie, uh, uh, mo- non horror movie moviegoers love The Shining, you know? They do. So that's how much of an impact it has. Yeah. So to say that this came after at super, super yeah, 40 sequel, years later, yeah. It did a pretty darn good job. I, I think it's a really good film. Cool. All right. Up next is a bit of a break from some of that intensity. 
is Shrek 2. Shrek 2 had an incredible soundtrack. So quotable. <laughs> so quotable. It just, this movie, whenever, it's still a meme. Like, Shrek 2 is still going around the internet. People use reaction videos. You know, there's this donkey picture out right now where... Donkey! Exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's so entertaining. Like, you start thinking about Shrek and you start laughing, it's right? It's totally enjoyable. And I feel like this was where DreamWorks was really, really head-to-head with Pixar in terms of what they could make. The animation wasn't nearly as good, but just... The quality, the story, the story the quality, script, the originality. Yeah, the yeah. originality. Yeah. It was just so fun. Pixar stood up and was, they were like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, I think they realized they had a bit of competition, mm-hmm. so they made cars afterwards. Right. Um, Two, three, and four, or however many there have been. Yeah, but I, one thing I would say about DreamWorks is that they, they weren't lesson-oriented. They were laugh-oriented. Yeah, yeah I would have liked Madagascar and, and some of those others. And Pixar was more, you know, cute, but it definitely had a great lesson or uh-huh. thing to say at the end um, along the way. But DreamWorks just made things so funny sometimes. Yeah. Some of their some of their movies are just great pieces of animation. But you would go to Pixar for the family-oriented, and you would go to DreamWorks for the crass, for the laugh, yeah. little laugh-more-oriented uh, kind yeah. of thing. You know I said Madagascar, you know what that reminds me of? What? Tiki Mini Golf. Tiki Mini Golf. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite video game. As I say, your favorite video game ever, besides E.T. Oh, right. There's that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So, uh, yeah, Shrek 2, and, and, and honestly, I think we had the DVD. First of all, I never saw Shrek 1 until I saw Shrek 2. Um, so when it was all the rage in the theaters, I had never we seen We actually it. rented Shrek 1. Not rented. We actually borrowed it from the Davises, I remember. Did we now? Okay. Yeah. After we saw Shrek 2? Uh, yes. Okay. So Shrek 2 on DVD has um, Far, Far Away Idol at the end. Oh, the best bonus feature ever. flat out hilarious. And it's a bonus feature, too. They don't do that anymore. Bonus feature. <laughs> yeah. They don't do that anymore, you know? I, and, I don't watch DVDs. You know what I love about that bonus feature, the right. Far, Far Away Idol, or Fairy Idol, whatever it is? Uh, uh, no, Far, Far Away Far, Far Away Idol. Yeah. Anyway. That's it is such, hilarious. That's such a time capsule it, it of the time. It is. It's so a time capsule. American Idol came back and mm-hmm. is still on, but like that's going to be one of those things that's going to be even funnier mm-hmm. in 10, 20 years. It, it's, it's phenomenal. I forgot. I that. would just... Honestly, I think Shrek 2 is somewhere between all-timer and excellent. I think it's a great film. Yeah. I think... Maybe excellent. Yeah, let's say excellent. I yeah. think that... Because we got a lot of... We have a fair number of all-timers up here, which is kind of amazing. We do. I thought this was going to be harder to... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just heathing phrase on all of them. Um, anyway, so yeah, we might have another all time. Yeah, uh, the other Pixar film that you talked about that on our walk just now is not there. Oh yeah, you're right. But um, we can we, go over that. We, yeah, we can go over that. We yeah. can put it where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't foreshadowing. Um, anyway, so up next we have Mission Impossible Four: Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Protocol. And speaking of that Pixar film, the director of this also did The Incredibles. Brad Bird. Yes. Yep. Um, this is an incredible movie. It's I mean, phenomenal. And I have had the good fortune of going to Dubai a couple of times. And climbing the Burj Khalifa. Uh, yes, yeah, I've yeah. done that twice. Um, this is a great film. The The Mission Impossible films, for me, are good, not great. Mm-hmm. This is excellent. It is an excellent film. And you know how I feel about Tom Cruise? He's awesome. This is Tom Cruise being... Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise. <laughs> you know, you know, I, it, no, it's, it's funny. It's Tom Cruise doing what Tom Cruise loves to do, exactly because which is what we love to see him do. Well, you just saw Top Gun Maverick, I and did. people are great film praising him for great saying great film. You know, he had a lot of a hand in how 
it was directed, how it went, how some of the stunts were. He yeah. does his own stunts. He's no fool. And the Burj Khalifa was very new at the time that when they were filming, and it was the tallest building in the world mm-hmm. for a small period, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he climbed it. He climbed that it. That is insanity. He's fearless. He and is fearless. Aside of that ridiculously amazing stunt, I think this is where this there was kind of a shift where Mission Impossible and The Fast and the Furious became mm-hmm. popular franchises to worldwide box office dominators and i think this is where it started for mission impossible this is a superior film to all of the other mission impossible films in my opinion i agree and i liked the other ones mm-hmm. but there's something about this that just mm-hmm. captures the sense of intensity and um just adventure excitement that i feel like a few other films have really been able to and to it have. has a great name ghost protocol that's kind of cool so cool yeah Uh, I mean the character's all great in this and um, it never lets up you know you're never bored at any point so does a really good job there and I mean I'd rewatch it anytime yeah I would put it in the excellent category I would too okay it's just an excellent film all around Um, as far as action movies go only a couple left yes so we have Terminator 2 Judgment Day remind me do you like the Terminator movies um, I think they're fine. I think of all the films, I think there's maybe, maybe like been four. I don't I can't keep up with it anymore. Oh, there's probably been five or six. Two, two is by far the better of the films. Yeah, I think most people. Well, here's my opinion on James Cameron. I, know, like, I knew you were going to say you're not a fan of James Cameron. I don't get it. Like, I, I just don't get it. He's a visionary. The only filmmaker. one who gets James Cameron is James Cameron. Well, truly. I mean, but, you know, he's a visionary filmmaker, but people just go crazy for his movies. Come on, Noah. I know you can't wait to be the first in line for Avatar 2. No. No. But <laughs> his least favorite film, I think. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's fine. Anyway, um, but, yeah, I mean, he he did a number of movies. Including, didn't he do True Lies? He also did. Oh, that was good. The, the one we're actually going to do after this. And uh, Terminator 2. So he's made some popular sequels and obviously Titanic as well, which I'm not a fan of. Love that film. Um, which I think was the first movie to hit a billion dollars at the box office, It was, right? yeah. Um, so he's found incredible success in every venture that he's done. And I remember watching Terminator 1 and 2 when I was about 14 or so. And I'd heard all the hype and everything. And I thought they were just pretty good, you know? Yeah. It's the pinnacle of an 80s American action movie. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is cool as ever. Um, and there's actually a heavy reliance, I think, on like teenagers like in the plot, too. Like uh, I think Sarah Connor or, like I can't remember. Edward Furlong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten yeah, his Edward, character's name. But uh, Yeah. Well, he is. This movie is basically one giant chase because there's one antagonist. Yeah. And I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is an antagonist in the first movie, but mm-hmm. he's actually sort of the protagonist in the second one because mm-hmm. he's... Defending, yes, yes. He, they. I think the future is seen or something like he's from the future and he's going to save a kid from this other android, right? Or Terminator um, that is hunting them down. You know why? Why? It's Judgment Day. Exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like if I watch this one over again, I get it. We should watch it together. Yeah, we actually did. We watched it uh, together. We should watch it together again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been. Seven or eight years since I've seen this movie, so uh, I feel like if I saw it again, I would be able to truly appreciate it. But didn't for... we watch it in the bonus room, huh? Didn't we watch it in the bonus room? Um, yes, we did. I think that was the last time I was up there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, I would say cultural impact and what we know. Put it in the good category. Really, people go crazy for this movie. 
Well, this is our it's I, our show. I thought it was good, but I thought you said to weigh cultural opinion too. I would still put it in the good category. Fair enough. Okay. Um, if you're putting Superman two in the good category, you got to put Judgment Day in the good category. Okay, that's true. But I just feel like Superman two is better than Judgment Day. I agree. Okay. Well, you're not going to put Judgment Day in decent, are you? No, okay. I wouldn't. I All mean, right. it was a cool action movie. Right. Anyway, so second to last, but not least, mm-hmm. we have James Cameron's Aliens, which was a sequel to the <laughs> 1970. I didn't even bother putting this on the list because I know how you feel about this film. <laughs> I don't get this one. It's not a terrible movie. It's just not People better. Love it. They think it is superior they to the first love one. It. They I love this movie. I've only seen it once, so I can't really. And we talk said much this a thousand it. times, and I'll say it again. Less is more. You see hundreds of aliens in this movie, and it's just more in your face. It's a good, exciting film in some parts, but I think the acting is terrible. So I like Bill. Weaver? No, really? she's the best part of every single yeah, film I she's know. in. But um, Bill Paxton. Well, he's, he's not a good actor. He's bu- he's beloved. He wasn't a good actor. He was beloved, but he um, I, I thought he was terrible in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, acting and movie making has come, has a, long come way a long way. Since way. And there's some very cool aspects here that you can tell are very big budget James Cameron. And I'm sure at the time, it was incredible to see on screen as a sequel. But I also wonder, do people see these movies? The year they come out, or five years, maybe ten years later, and then never watch it again, and then remember it back when it was more modern and how they felt about it, or do they go back and watch it after? I think in some ways, Terminator, not Terminator, Alien, <laughs> um, is a little bit like Star Wars. Hear me out. Sure. In that it was novel, we had never seen anything like it, Yeah, and it was awesome. So then they make a sequel, right. which is received as well as or better than it's bigger. the original. It's better. Yeah. yeah. So they took something that most people, conventional wisdom was you couldn't improve upon it. Right. And conventional wisdom was that they did. Mm. And I, you know, Star Wars did. A New Hope was amazing, mm. but Empire Strikes Back was, you know, is regarded as the, the height I of think, the right. trilogy. And I think there's also something to be said about your generation versus my generation mm-hmm. going to movies. I grew up in sequel after franchise yeah. after sequel yeah. after sequel where you just kind of had sequelitis, right? You're well, just and also like, keep in mind, uh, too, you were able to watch those on TV. I had to go to the theater. Some were edited, yeah. and then, yeah. So, I had to go to the theater, so it was a whole thing. And I know you probably don't agree with this anymore, but I still think the theater is the proper way to experience seeing a film for the first time. <laughs> I do. Certain films. Like Top Gun Maverick. But yeah. otherwise, I'm good on my couch. Yeah, I just thought, I just thought Aliens. I, I thought Newt was annoying, the kid in it. Um, who she's kind of like taking around. Mm. And Kids in movies. It's a trope. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, sometimes. But uh, Sigourney Weaver is excellent. And I mean, she's really good, but... She can pretty much do no wrong. She's in the Ewan McGregor category, right? Yeah, she really is. Every film she's in, she elevates. But I don't know. This one had, in my opinion, zero horror. It had tension. Mm. But it was just... I think it was just so much of a product of its time. And maybe I just missed the mark on this one. But I'd give it... I I rewatched it um, probably four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. I'd still give it like a six. Nothing can ever replace or compare to... That scene in the original Alien 
where the creature comes out of the guy's stomach. That's insane. You talked about a couple of moments as a kid watching mm. certain films and yeah, being yeah. like blown away. That was me in the theater watching Alien. Well, I was like, yeah, that was like nothing anybody had ever seen. I was about to say that just didn't happen. No, it did not happen. I think about this all the time. The stuff I think about now is so influenced by the media mm-hmm. I've seen over the years and whatnot. Yeah. For y'all, it was a lot more words rather than you know pictures and like you know especially and when it's you were why a kid. People of my generation are like, oh, it was so much better back then. It kind of was, or at least maybe it, maybe it wasn't. But to us, it was because there's a the nostalgia. Well, things were more novel. For things you. were more novel because the information wasn't everywhere all the time yeah and this was a popular movie yeah. but not everybody you knew had seen it right um and i didn't go to alien saying hearing people say in advance oh my gosh this creature comes out of the guy's stomach right because or you chest. weren't reading professional reviews in a newspaper right. or there was no internet of course right they were on stone tablets yeah reviews so yeah. uh i would put aliens uh which came out in 1986 i believe mm. in the decent category mm. it's not a bad film okay i'd call it six decent Cultural opinion is mm-hmm. against me on this one, but I think if you're really, really trying to be objective here, and I know there's no such thing as objective opinions, Alien is just the ultimate movie. It's the ultimate sci-fi horror flick. I'm with you. And the I'm second gonna... one can I know add how you feel about this. new things, but you know, at the same time, it's a decent sequel. Yeah. It's not bad by any means. All right. Last but not least, we are going to talk about The Incredibles Incredibles 2. 2. This came out in 2018, and uh, many many kids uh, who were six years old at the time, uh, in 2004 when the original came out, like myself, were very very excited for this movie. Probably one of the most anticipated films. Well, because the original was... So wildly good. original. I mean, it, well, first of all, we weren't suffering from superhero overload at that point. Right. In time. Every we su- were starting to. Every no. Well, every superhero movie at that time was really bad. Oh, that's um, true. And then Iron Man came out in two thousand eight. Iron Man is amazing. It is amazing. Um, but <laughs> but the sequel didn't even make our list today. <laughs> I've forgotten the entirety of that one. I think Mickey Rourke's in it. Anyway, um, but that could be a reason. So The Incredibles two was. Hotly anticipated. I was really looking for it. Uh, I was really looking forward to it. And um, <laughs> well, I have to say, halfway through the movie, you kind of get a good sense of how you're going to feel about it. I was not enjoying myself at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was enjoying about it was that we were with our friends, mm-hmm. the Davises, um, and we were going on a cruise the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I didn't enjoy about it was I lost my key in the seat and I had to have my car towed. I think that's the movie's fault. But we did go to Waffle House at one in the morning. Which was So it was positive. a really kind of a memorable good night. Yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind. In spite of itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, for The Incredibles 2, the first one just felt so original and well-made in the sense that it, um, in the sense that it just kind of, sorry, he's taking selfies right now. No, well, I have to do it because you won't let me take pictures if we're not. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry. Uh, anyway, so I'll edit that out. Um, the Incredibles 2, it just felt so safe and not surprising. It felt so cut and dry for a movie that was, what, 14 years after the original came out? I felt like it was working too hard. It was working too hard to impress us the way the original did. And after 14 years, to your point, and all those superhero movies that were not good, um, it just... 
was exhausting. The animation was excellent, mm -hmm. I'll say, mm -hmm. but the voice acting is amazing. When you make a movie that good in 2004, there's such an expectation in 2018, and I think you felt this with Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. I didn't it's just, see Finding. Couldn't make it through Finding Dory. Most people can agree it's like a pretty good film, right? Technically speaking, but it, it just you can't even come close. You can't even come close to the original in no. that regard. No. I felt like this. The Incredibles, I feel like, is a story of only one movie, mm -hmm. and I think it works that way. Mm -hmm. The ending was ambiguous, and uh, the second one picked off. Uh, I think they're talking about a third. Really? Uh -huh. um, but I feel like with time, people are starting to think that, yeah, The Incredibles 2 wasn't as great as everybody says it was. The first one, I think, is a masterpiece. It's just Agreed. It's just so much fun. Um, and most, mo the grand majority of people would agree with that. The Incredibles it's 2... It's one of Pixar's best. It is. It is. I would say it's top five Pixar. I'd say it's top three. Mm. Um, but The Incredibles 2, it just felt too safe. It did feel like they were trying to do something, something different, but it didn't really pan out. I just... It didn't have a sense of soul mm -hmm. to it for me. Huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> soul being another Pixar film. Yeah. I haven't seen Soul. I hear it's good. But... Um, there was just something. There's something missing for me. It just mm -hmm. seemed devoid mm -hmm. of necessity, mm -hmm. and so uh, halfway through the film, I was just kind of thinking to myself, "I really wish I were enjoying myself mm -hmm. a lot more yeah. right now." Mm -hmm. But to anybody who likes it, I mean, I'm very glad that you ended up enjoying the movie because, I mean, it was a long time coming. Just well, like with I you and the Rise of Skywalker, your mom and you and Luke, my favorite people in the world, and our favorite friends in the world. So it was all good. Yeah. Uh, did you like the movie? It was fine. It was fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would rate it decent. I would. Mm, that seems kind of harsh for a Pixar Incredibles film. Disappointing. But it was disappointing, so I'm not sure I thought it was good. Um, I'll I put it in the decent category. Decent. I, yeah, I, I think that's fair because it's not a terrible movie. It's not. At but all. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think it was very entertaining. No. So, I also remember it being long or feeling long. And you know how I feel about long movies. I think it was. I think it was like two hours That's or something. That's a podcast trope. <laughs> it is. And now you have said that three times. All right, cool. Well, um, that is our movie list. Let me go over it one more time yep. for everybody. In the all-timer category, we have Return of the Jedi, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Revenge of the Sith. In the excellent category, we have The Empire Strikes Back. We have Shrek 2. We have Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol. In the great category, we have Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Doctor Sleep. In the good category, we have Superman 2, and we have Terminator 2, Judgment Day. In the decent category, we have Aliens and Incredibles 2. So, overall... How do you think we did on this list? I think we did well. I think these are good films overall. Mm -hmm. um, good sequels. You know, there are a lot of sequels out there that are not as strong as any one of these. I so, agree. Um, and I think there's a, a good array here of, you know, sci-fi, animation, horror, action. to some extent, action. Yeah. Yeah. It's done pretty well. Superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, that was our official list. Let's move into the check it out section. All right. What you got? Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, I was going to use this one last week because I've seen, I've been seeing more movies lately. And I know this is not your thing, Noah, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Downton Abbey, A New Era. Is that a movie? Is a film. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, admit, I, I admitted that from uh, the list that you sent me. Oh, that's right. I had it on the list. Yeah, you did. 
That's because you haven't seen either one of them. Right. There was another movie? Yeah. No kidding. They were both great. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Down Abbey, if you're a fan of the series, you will love this film. In fact, it's better than the first film. And I think what's interesting about this film is it's it's not the upstairs-downstairs pitted against one another anymore. They're all on the same page, and they're all facing challenges um, that are external from the family. And that makes it nice, because these are characters you've grown to love. Uh, it's really a good film. So, highly recommend uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, I am scrambling here. Mm-hmm. So I can tell. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, my check it out is to, it's just a good reminder. Drink water. Seriously. Water helps your vital organs. And sometimes when you're sleepy or you're kind of just like feeling a little bit down or under the weather, you kind of, you'd be surprised to realize that you're probably dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you think you're hungry, you're just dehydrated. Yeah, water helps you in a lot of ways, especially when it's this hot out yeah. uh, this year. And I know it sounds like a very simple thing to do, but let's admit, most of us are not very accountable in how much water we drink. So it's a good way to stay hydrated, stay active, but also just, you know, stay a little bit more lively and energetic. I've always noticed that whenever I remember to drink the proper amount of water mm-hmm. each day, and it really makes a difference in your day-to-day yeah. life. Yeah. I was just in uh, New Mexico, as you know, and one of the things that they said was you have to drink water because of the altitude. It's just you, you get – it's so dry there. So um, It sneaks up on you. It too. does, yeah. Um, and so one thing I want to say is that clearly what we have to do now is have three sections. We actually have the pod topic, we have my check it out, and we have Noah's PSAs because that's what he has uh, – <laughs> He started to do, which I appreciate. Like the last two times. Maybe like the last two times. Two or three. All right. Okay. All right, cool. This has been fun. Yeah, it definitely has. Good idea. Thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, So now that we've finished up, um, we will be determining our movie for next week. And it's going to be a sequel. It is going to be a sequel, but we're not entirely sure what it should be yet. Right. And it, it might not be the second in a series, it might be the third, the, or fourth, fourth, fifth, you know, something right, like that. Right. So we um, had we had to have at least seen the first, though. Right. Yes, because which means okay. Yeah, there's slim pickings there, but we will <laughs> we will find it. We will find it. Um, oh no no no! Next week, what the Jurassic Park Dominion or Jurassic World oh, Dominion? You you said you would do it. I will, but not next week. That it comes out next weekend. Oh, can we see it like the week after? All right. Coming up this month, we will be watching Jurassic World Dominion Park or World whatever it's Dominion called. Evolution. I don't know what it is. Uh, and in some other sequels that we will find. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> We're at 50 minutes here. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. We just want to say yes. Thank you for listening to our ramblings and rantings. It's been good to do this back in person. Yeah. I much prefer them. No kidding. In I person. mean, the sound quality will be far superior yeah. now. All right, cool. Well, with that in mind, I'm Noah. And I am Greg. And this... Is easy talk. talk.